0: shared today you know I love uh, one of the things I love about our Sunday mornings we can plan all we want to but then God breaks in and decides to do do uh, something we want to be flexible uh, we want to be people of the spirit and I just had this thought at this verse in the New Testament where Jesus said uh, with people of the spirit the wind blows we don't know where it comes from or where it goes and that's how people of the spirit, are, and I think sometimes we can get so rigid in our religiosity or even church service that we miss out what God wants to do, and so uh, just by way of introduction, we'll be in Acts uh, 6 today, but I just wanted to say, uh, proud of this church for just coming and wanting to enjoy God and hearing what He has to say, those of you that shared, Jim leading us, and uh, it's not all cookie cutter, uh, but we believe God's on the move with us, and Grateful that he he still is today. Somebody say Amen. amen. Um, and what's great about Cameron, who uh, is from South Africa, he moved here not really knowing any. They they're into rugby and maybe cricket. Making stuff up now. Uh, he didn't know much about football or the sober bowl or ball or I'm not sure what you're trying to say. But uh, <laughs> Cameron joined a, he joined a, a fantasy league team and he won. He, he just starts picking players, and he, so um said, we're sending you to Vegas. You know, <laughs> no. um, he just, you know, just leave it to the new guy from another country to, to win. Uh, I'm Josh. If I don't know you, I lead the team here. Really excited. Uh, some people may think it's a dumb game. Uh, no, I'm just you know, you may not be into football. What's really important about later today is we get to serve in our city, and we're in, we've invited, uh, like, the Lion's Den Church is coming with their recovery group. We have other uh, groups that are coming, people from Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, families. We have stuff for kids, five and up, smaller kids you keep with you. But the indoor soccer field, which is on the other side of this building, uh, they're going to be open, inflatable games stuff for kids, really a ton of fun today, uh, let's host, let's be great hosts, if you're here today, uh, come with the mindset that you're here to bless others, if you're, if you're one of us, come ready to, to just love on people and hang out, get to know people, get to know their story, and let's have fun watching the game, whether you've been into the NFL or not this year, <laughs> amen? Amen? Uh, Acts 6, really excited about uh, continuing, talking about increase. God's called us as a church to uh, increase in a a season of increase this year, and we're actually designed as the people of God to grow. We're called to bear fruit. Jesus came and is looking for fruit in our lives, and I want to look at... um, the early church, when it started, and how it, this church is taking off, it's really growing, it's exploding, but they're also dealing with issues. And I want to call this message today, uh, Growing Pains. Uh, it hasn't been all of our kids, but with a few of our kids, I've noticed that a few times at night, I don't remember this personally as a kid, I, I, well I've, I think I've forgotten more than I remember, uh, anyway, but my kids, oh, my knees, they come down crying, my knees, my legs. And my wife said, that's growing pains. <laughs> it's a good thing to say when you're a mom, ah, oh, it's growing pains, you're fine. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. But I thought, ah, oh, it's growing pains, you'll be good. <laughs> um, but they get, as they grow, they get these growing pains. Their body literally is growing so fast that, ah, it kind of hurts. And, and I think there's some things in this story That'll really apply to us as a church and churches as we, as we go to grow. So Acts 6, verses 1 to 7, if you're there, say there. Now in, those di- in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the, Hebr- the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily dis- distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of disciples and said, it's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Now, right there, they sound a little snooty. It's like, we're the important pastors. You know, that's that's really not what's going on, but they did have, they were growing so fast, they're going, we have to, there's so many needs in this church. We have to focus on preaching, or or it won't get done in verse 3. Therefore, brothers, pick from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit. And just to pause there, I-, I love this. It's a serving ministry. They're looking for someone to serve, but they said, we need people to work at these tables, but make sure they're full of the spirit. No matter what we do in church life, we want to be people that are full of the spirit of God. Otherwise, we're going through the motions and we're just kind of do-gooder kind of people. Just doing, we, want, we have the spirit of God in us to empower us to do great things. All right, I thought that was good, but uh, I got excited. I'm like, man, Super Bowl Sunday! I'm pumped. Already breaking a sweat. Um, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. They chose Stephen. He's later going to be Stephen the Evangelist, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, uh, Prochorus, Nicanor. Timon, Parmenius, uh, Nicholas, and a pro- who is a proselyte of Antioch. They sat, these they set before the apostles. They prayed, laid their hands in them, and the word of God continued to increase. Everyone say increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many priests became obedient to the faith. So Guys, know with faith and with church, if (laughs) no pain, no gain. This church is going through growing pains, and it really is one of the. It's like the golden age of the church. Think of of a lot of these people here were eyewitnesses of Jesus. They saw the miracle. They saw him in the flesh. They may have seen him in in uh, this church in Jerusalem. May have seen him at uh, the Holy Spirit pour out in the upper room. They may have seen Jesus ascend. They might have been around the, uh, the time where uh, Jesus is doing miracles leading up to uh, the Passion or the cross. And so they're right there. They're right at the time where uh, they've seen him go up, they've received the Great Commission, and they are on the move. They're on the go. And this church is taking off. Think of that. Just a chapter before, Peter, there's Ananias and Sapphira, remember them? Uh, they stole from God and the Holy Spirit and then lied about it. And uh, Peter tells Sapphira, his, her husband already died, but she says, the the feet of those who carried your husband are here now. And boom, she like, she dies. What a church service that would be. Um, think of that. This This is a church in awe. And it says great fear fell on the church, but also great wonder. And so this is a church that's, that's growing. They're seeing the they're seeing stuff. And I love that Luke, the author, doesn't avoid this struggle. He doesn't avoid this kind of gnarly argument, right? Yeah. No one would ever argue in church. <laughs> um, so I'll stop being facetious. But um, he puts this in here, and I think it's to help us see that uh, there's growing pains in church. Even in this ex- time of explosive growth, uh, there's there's gain, but there's also pain. There's things they had to learn as they're growing. And so today, with the time we want to ha- have left, I want to talk to you about uh, the struggle is real. I want to talk to you about responding, not reacting. And I want to talk to you about God brings the increase. So let's pray, Father, as we look at this important story in the early church and as we want to desperately grow and see your kingdom advance and increase here in, in our part of the state. God, would you please help us. Help us with the tension of, of struggles, of uh, inter- interpersonal conflict, or maybe, maybe the struggle of just growing, and maybe, God, we're going to face things in the next year that, that are going to challenge us, but help us to be wise and help us to advance your kingdom in your name. Amen there's a real tension when a church becomes a missional community. And I want you to think about those those words. We want to be missional, but we're also a community, right? And as we've started to send out uh, and be a church in a few places, having teams, the team downtown that's serving there Sundays at 6 and and now to the bitter root, uh, there can be tension with that. And, I've, I've, and I, I don't mean to bring this up as a criticism because I, I really want us to grow and I, I, I feel your pain. Um, some of us have struggled with the fact that, man, how are we going to have church send people down there when we're all together here? When we're all called to worship together as a family and it's hard when some of your family goes, right? Parents and grandparents going, man, what if part of my family's worshiping down there and we're supposed to be here? And some of those questions have come up and, and we've, been, we've been here as a church in this one room for a while, uh, which is good, but I believe God wants us to do more. Amen. And part of the, the thinking or the phraseology when we say, but, but we have one service so we can all be here, part of the problem with that is it's us four and no more. We're all here. Well, who's all of us? Are we called to, are, we, are we? called as a church to exist for everyone else that isn't here yet? And I'm just being totally honest. It's a real tension because we want to be a community, but we also want to be missional. We want to reach people, and those two things can collide. And it happened in this text where there's Hebraic Jews and there's the Greek-speaking Jews what's super about the early church they started melding different people groups and even today we we see class and race and issues that are still com- coming up even in our great nation that has been a voice of freedom i believe it has around the world our nation has been great and brought great freedom people want to come to our great nation i love our nation We still love our nation. We pray for our nation. It has a lot to offer. But still, even in that, even though Martin Luther King echoed his message and preached, you know, freedom for every race, every tongue, every tribe, that his kids wouldn't be judged by the color of the skin, by the substance of their character, right? That great message, we still see tension in our in our community, and they had that. It was a race thing. It, well, you like your Hebraic widows. You're taking care of them, but not ours. And it was an honest criticism. There was a, t- a tension, and the church is growing, and it's kind of like someone waving their hand saying, hey, you guys are growing, but you're missing this need. Yeah. And so as we've planned to grow, I'll be honest, as, we're, as God's given us this vision to be a church in a few places, um, even Sunday, walking in, uh, last Sunday, uh, I saw the pot. There's always a pot over here. Is it still over here? Is it right there? I thought, man, we're going to have church in a few places, but we have that leak in the roof that's been here for like seven years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, we're going to the nations, but can we fix our stuff? Just honest critiques, critiques. Um, This is a church that's kind of going, hey, someone's kind of pointing out a flaw. Now, uh, let's be real. We don't always need the ministry of criticism. (laughs) If you you have that as a ministry, if your eyes are immediately drawn to, like, the spot on someone's shirt, you know, maybe keep that ministry to yourself. (laughs) But I I love what Billy Graham said. He said, let your critics be your coaches. Let your critics. And so I think sometimes we can have some things come up, and we could be defensive uh, when someone does critique. I love how the disciples, in the middle of this missional community, they they listened. They're not going. And so, listen, guys, as we reach out, we have questions. We go, how are we going to do this? How are we going to branch out? We believe God's with us. We believe he's called us to go, and we've got two months to prepare. April 1st, we're going to be a church in three places, same elder team, same finances, uh, same mission and vision, but we're, we're actually, like they did in this text, they said choose seven leaders and set them apart for this work of the ministry. And so we're, we're, we feel like God's calling us to go and there's going to be tension I, i'll just say it now in a missional community one that's on mission but we want to be a, we want to be tight we want to be close there's going to be times we worship together as a congregations we'll all come together but it's it's going to be tough when we say man they're down there on sunday and and some of us we're going to be challenged in the next few months to to find up maybe you live in the bitter a, uh, God may be challenging you to worship down there and be a part of that community to help win the bitter to Jesus. Some of you that live down there may be called here. That's kind of fun. Man, I think it's fun, guys. It, we, we have a, a community going down to downtown Missoula. What a fun place to have church. Come on, somebody. Somebody, a, a critique came up. We meet down. Uh, in the um, public house, which was the messianic temple back in the day. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, this amazing evangelistic guy, do you know what he bought for his headquarters in downtown London? the most notorious brothel. He said, we're going to take that and we're going to make it be a a bastion, a, a headquarters for the kingdom of God. It was in darkness. And so let's not critique the facility. If God can come dwell in us, after everything we've done, we can go down and meet in a building, right? Okay. Missional community, there's tension, there's leaky roofs, there's we want to worship together. And this is what the church is. Luke puts this in here to, to help us see that, man, there is tension in church. And sometimes we, we go, man, I, I'm not coming to church because there's issues or struggles or hypocrites in church. Right? That's an honest tension. But listen, no one doesn't go to the gym because people are there that are out of shape. I'm not going to that gym. There's people that are fat. That's why they're at the gym. Working out. It's a new year. It's 2018. I'm going to increase in God and decrease in size. Right? So the struggle is real. Everyone smile. Uh, you know what they did? This is great. The, the names that they put, they put in charge, the Greek uh, widows aren't being served. They picked these Greek guys, yeah. Timon and Nicanor and Prochorus. They said, okay, well, there's an issue. Find a need and fill it. Guys, let's be the solution for the change we want to see happen. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, man, I, I don't really like that. Well, you know get in the game. You know, the church needs people to get in the game and not just see the issues, but see the need and say, man, God's called me. I'm not a full-time pastor, but I can serve in the ministry of waiting on tables. I can get in the game here downtown or in the Bitterroot. So the struggle is real. We have to get in the game. Amen. I love what they do. The disciples pray, and they don't just ignore the critique. They don't just, oh, you guys be quiet. You're you know, there's some things that you do need to ignore because we can't listen to every voice and every criticism, but they do this, they respond, they don't react. Yeah. Think about that. When we're faced with issues in life, maybe it's in your marriage or your home or your business or your coworker. Uh, when something comes up, do you re- immediately react? <laughs> or do you respond? And they do that. They, they, they say, and, and the, words, the, the wording in this text is so important because they say, uh, we need to set us apart seven men for the diacono or the, the ministry of working on tables. It's close to the word deacon. It's not quite the same, but we need to have people who can do the ministry of tables. See, and they say, we're going to go do the ministry of preaching the word. And I think there can be a debate in church between what's more important, the proclamation or the demonstration of God's word. Right? This kind of tug of war, and this is part of their struggle. We need to preach. We need to proclaim the word, but we also need people to serve in the word and in the church and serve tables. Same word. They're both ministry. They're both valuable and both very important. So it's not one or the other, it's a both and. And so I've heard some people that could critique, like food ministry, will you give out a box of food? And we were down there yesterday uh, in City Food with Wes and the gang giving out boxes of food. And some have said, well, if you give out a box of food, like you kind of have to preach too. Or like sneak a track in, you know, like a, remember the tracks that were big? Back in the day, like the what were the Chick Tracks? They were awesome, kind of scary, too. <laughs> Those, like, led me to Jesus, you know? um, So it's almost like, well, if you give out food, you kind of have to sneak this in, but, but these guys were called to ministry of serving. Some people are called to do that. This church does a lot of just serving, and there obviously are times we need to preach the word because how are they going to know or believe if there isn't a preacher? But I believe in this text, there's this great proclamation and a demonstration in the church that are both vital. We got to get both of those right. Amen? And, and even um, in the last decades, um, teaching or end times or seminars were really popular. But you know what's really, I was cranking people's tractor is the only phrase that comes to mind. Um. Social action. Right now, people are more, and we live in a city, guys, right or wrong, we live in a city, Missoula, at least a few years ago, we had the highest rate of nonprofits per capita in the nation. There's a cause for everything, <laughs> good and bad. But what's resonating with our culture is people that don't just say what they believe, they actually do something. And so I think we can be the kind of church that teaches the word of God. We need that. Amen. Amen. We need the word. We need, the pr- we need preachers to preach. We need pastors to pastor and not do everything. I'm so thankful for a team that allows me and allows our elders to not be pastor like, I don't want to be pastor decathlete. Right? You know what a decathlete is? They run, jump, throw, swim. Do they swim? <laughs> Shoot? I don't know. Rope and <laughs> <They> ride. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, we're not called to have pastor-decathletes that do it all. We're called to be a team and to do everything. And so, this church in this missional community in this tension, they they said we have to preach. And there there is going to be some called to preaching. We need other people that are equally as important that are called to the ministry. Of the word and ministry, we're going to lay hands on uh, leaders for the bitter And we've prayed for people downtown, but we're setting apart people to do the work of the ministry in different places because God's on the move. And we need to respond, guys, when things come up. As we step into these next few months and issues arise, make sure we respond, don't react. All right? Let's be like, I, I love Jesus and ministry because he both... He preached <laughs> the best messages of all time. Think of the way Jesus proclaimed the gospel, but he also showed it. He said things like, if you give a glass of water to someone in my name. That's what later today is about with the sober role, We're showing the love of God. We'll share a little bit, but it's, a, it's more of a, it's a family fun event. We're not preaching per se, but we're showing the love of God. And one of the things, before we move to the last point, I love how Jesus, even on the cross, think of Jesus on the cross, was still caring for people with his mom. He looked down and there's John, his friend, and his mom, Mary. And he said, "Uh, John, your mom, mom, your son, would you care for her? And even if Jesus can care for Mary, his mom, at his lowest point of humiliation and weakness, what about now, guys? From his place of exaltation and his place of strength, seated at the right hand of the Father, how much, if he can do that then at his lowest point, naked and on the cross, despised and rejected, how much more so now, seated at the right hand of the Father, can he help us help reach people and love people? Let's, let's respond and not react, and let's show people the kingdom. Amen? there's both there in this text and then finally uh, the best part God brings the increase God brings uh, the increase they're not only just showing the gospel they're teaching and it says this did you catch that in our reading the word of God continued to increase was that like a ton of Bibles (laughs) it wasn't printed yet right but the word of God, the word of the love of God started to go out. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. This is the kind of community that, that became viral. It started to expand. And even in the midst of this tension, the midst of this pain, and these growing pains, God is on the move and he began to grow in them. It says even the priests became obedient to the faith. I, I think it wasn't just they heard the word, but they saw this church in action. The The Hebrew priests, actually part of their calling was to take care of the poor. In this context and setting, their job was to, and I, I just wonder if that's in there because they saw, all of a sudden saw the church being the church. And they're going, man, they're doing our job for us. And I think as a church, we, we can love our, let's, let's do the job of the church again so much so that the community sees our love and good deeds between each other and to the community that they go, wow. They'll become obedient to the faith. Come on. Emperor Julius, uh, just after this time, Roman emperor, he said this. He was watching the church, and he, there's this great quote that I think sums up the heart of what I want to communicate today. He said, it's a scandal that there's no, not a single Jewish beggar And he said, even the godless Galileans, if it wasn't for... They not only care for their poor, they care for ours as well. Godless Galileans. (laughs) He wasn't a great emperor, Julius, but he saw this church um, taking off and ministering, not only to their needy, not only to the Hebraic and the Greek-speaking Jews, but others People in the community, people not like them. I think that sums up the heartbeat of what we want to be in western Montana as a church man, revived church. They serve till they don't have anything left. They give till they bleed, because Jesus did. Right? And so priests became obedient to the faith. And and this this church, the word of God continued to increase. Would you pray with me later today that the Word of God would, not that we're just doing a good thing, but we're representing Christ and God's Word would increase in people's lives. Let's pray as we, as we go downtown and we pray down there Wednesday night down in the Bitterroot. God, let your Word increase in power. Let the church increase. Let us be the kind of church that doesn't shrink back, that isn't shrinking and uh, paralytic and, and defensive with the culture. No, we're on the offense, we're, and it's not this kind of we're here to be angry at people. We're here to love people and love our city. We love Missoula. Right? If God for God so loved the world, did you know Jesus actually loved the world? He loved it. We, we get so caught up, guys, with, oh, I wasn't going to say this, but I will. Let's, let's maybe for two months turn the news off. I know we need to be informed, but let's get off the train of seeing everything that's wrong, and let's look to Jesus and see what's right and start to be a solution instead of part of the problem. Let's, let's take the love of God to people. I love it. They lay hands on seven men who said, yeah, we're going to help. And Stephen not only does this and waits on table, his gifting grew. And I want to say this, as we start to serve and you step in to church life, or maybe you go, man, I don't know what I can do, but I want to serve in the bitter root. And you step out, you may have a greater gifting and calling that God draws out of you. Stephen becomes the only known or listed evangelist with that title in the Bible super important. I think as we do this, guys, as we work through our struggles, we don't ignore them, right? Let our critics be our coaches. As we proclaim and demonstrate and step out in faith, you know, showing God's love, preaching God's love, I'm going to say amen, um, we're going to increase. We are going to grow as as a church and uh, that kind of word will, 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 will grow. One last story. I just uh, read a summary on a book. Ernest Gordon wrote a book called Miracle on the River Kwai. Uh, some Scottish soldiers were captured uh, by the Japanese and held captive. And one of the, the uh, captors brought in their, the men in the command of the Scots and said, a shovel's missing, because they were a work party. I remember my dad saying when I was a kid, you don't want to be a ditch digger when you grow up. I never knew what that meant until I tried a shovel. Um, These guys were digging in a work camp, hard, hard labor, and he said, a shovel's missing, your group's going to pay. And one man of the group stepped out and said, I did it, I lost it, I took it. You know what they did? They beat him to death. They beat, they beat this man. He stepped out. And when the, when the commander went to check the shovels and take the group to work, they recounted. You know what happened? It's a t- terrible story at first, but they had miscounted. All the shovels were actually there. And you know what happened? Word spread through the, through the camp that an innocent man had died to save others. An innocent man had given his life so others would be saved. And word spread. Morale changed all through the camp. These guys actually, they they made it. Rescue actually came. And when the forces came and surrounded the Japanese and caught the captors, they actually threw themselves down and said, please don't harm them. There's been too much death and pain already. Because something happened in them where they... They learn that the innocent will die, and it brings life. I'm so thankful today. We have an innocent man who died for us. He came to save us. He came to save this thing called the church, and, and word spreads. Guys, when we put him first, God brings the increase. God brings the work. We, don't, we do our part, but God's going to bring the increase. That's Christ-centered preaching. That's Jesus being at the center. He's going to do the work. As we step out, I honestly believe that. Come on, let's today, the rest of today and everything coming up, let's make much of him who died to give us life. Amen? He who, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we can become the righteousness of God. The son of man, Jesus' whole mission statement sums up what we heard about today. He said the son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We have the privilege of doing that today. We're not here to be served, right? We come to serve and give. He gave his life for us so we can have eternal life. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today uh, grateful for uh, the calling and challenge you've given us as a church to make your name great. And we pray today uh, that you'd help us to walk through tension of being a missional community. There's things we're going to face, things we're facing now, things we need to shore up, Lord. There's, we, we know as we grow that it just brings a magnifying glass onto weaknesses, and we need your help in different areas around the church, even if it's building maintenance or facility needs or administration or greeters or ushers and things in different places. Worship people. You're, you're calling us to go. We now need your help. We pray, God, would you bring the increase. And would you help us to later today, uh, today this morning, we've tried. To, I've tried to preach your word the best I can, but help us show your word later today as a church, and help us do that in our community. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, I'd love for you guys to stand, uh, take a minute to greet seven or eight people. Uh, here in about five minutes, we're going to transform this room into a spot for... Uh, the Sober Bowl, to watch the game, it'll be in here as, in there as well. Hey, if you need prayer, we do have a, there's a lot that happened today. We, we, from the opening word, Nancy brought this word of about tender places in our heart. And a, really, she shared personally about how someone offended her. Maybe that resonated, or Hannah shared a word, or Wes prayed for joy. Maybe you don't have that joy in your life. Uh, we'll have Wes pray for you. You brought the word. <laughs> um, I'm going to have our team up here and a few people available for prayer if you need it. Uh, Please do that. Otherwise, let's love on each other today and, and have a great time later. Amen.